Hey guys, welcome back to Two Friends and a Conspiracy Theory. It's me, Carson. And I'm Mason. Yeah, so um, a little bit of change of plans from what we had originally told you guys from the previous episode. Um, our original plan was to have a guest speaker, um, my buddy Chris, we and uh, Mason and I were all going to talk about you know, 9-11 and the conspiracies kind of surrounding that, but um, my friend Chris is sick, so... And we're also recording this at 10, 15 at night. Yeah, um, just kind of the way our schedules all worked out, it wasn't really the best for this week, so we've decided to shelf that idea. Um, we are going to come back to it for sure, because uh, I think that having a guest speaker would just be a really interesting new you know, oh, aspect yeah. for the show. For sure. Yeah, just getting a third opinion, especially on something as controversial and you know, you need, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a long episode. It, it will be a long episode. Um, so instead, what we were doing today is Mason uh, kind of pitched this idea, and I thought it was a great idea. So we're just kind of rolling with this. Mason, would you like to introduce the topic? Yeah. So this week we're going to be discussing cryptids. This is going to be a part one of a part uh, two part series we're going to be working on. Um, it won't discuss the big cryptids such as Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster or anything like that. We'll have separate episodes later on down the line because there's so much lore behind those. Yeah. So I figured we'd talk about smaller ones that can, we can finish in a timely manner, but just cover them because I think cryptids are awesome. Yeah. So very... do you want to like tell um, us what cryptids are, just yeah. for those who don't know? Yeah. So a cryptid is an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. And that could be anything from, like, a, a nest, like I said, an animal or it could be a creature or some paranormal act, uh, creature. Or something so like it's kind of like urban legends and myths kind of a thing. Yeah, pretty much. It, but there, it doesn't have to be paranormal or supernatural. It okay. can literally be like a certain tiger in Asia, yeah. which is actually there is one, but I'm not covering it. It's like the queen's tiger is a is a cryptid, but it's just a gigantic tiger. Okay. So it doesn't have to be like a uh, Bigfoot or, a, or aliens or anything like that. Specifically, it can just be something that has not been proven to exist. But it's not been proven not to exist either. Okay. So it's kind of like it's just unknown. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so our plan for this episode is that Mason's just going to kind of go through his list of cryptids that he has for us. Um, that I mispronounced. Oh, cryptids. <laughs> cryptids. Crip. Um. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, so he's just going to kind of go through his list and give me some of the information and the details and um, I'm going to kind of give them my opinion on this. I'm going in completely blind, and the next part of the series, uh, part two, it'll kind of be vice versa. The roles will switch, so I'll be doing all the research and presenting to him, you know, my facts, my ideas, my, you know, stories, and he'll give me his opinion on it. So I think this will be a kind of a fresh, new, um, interesting, interesting, can't talk, words are hard, man, They're really it's, hard, it's late. especially this late, yeah, yeah, after working, um, so that's what we're going to go with. So, Mason, that being said, I'd love for you to go and start us off. All right. So for this, I will be talking around five to six cryptids, depending on time. Okay. But I have six to talk about. Two of them are pretty short, and a couple of them are longer. Um, the first one I want to talk about is actually one from our home state, the beautiful state of South Carolina. Yeah. We are talking about lizard, the lizard man of scape or swamp okay. down in Lee County. Okay. Now, I don't know exactly where that is in the state. <laughs> I didn't research that well, but it's somewhere here. <laughs> um, not near us, because I've never heard of this before in my yeah. life. I don't know if you have or not. No. <laughs> my dad was like, oh, I've heard of Lee County, but never heard of Lizard Man. But, you know, I've, I've never heard of Lee County. So yeah. He also knows a lot more about geography. It doesn't matter where. Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Um, to begin... You digress. I, I digress. Yes. <laughs> I, I, so, to begin, the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp is a folklore from Lee County, South Carolina. He can also be known as the Lizard Man of Lee County. This cryptid was first mentioned in the late 1980s. Before okay. that, there was no mention of it. Actually, you'll see a couple of these cryptids began in the 1980s. Like, so around, like, the time... Well, not really around the time of the internet, but... I'd say more around the time of horror movies, like yeah. slasher films. So, a couple of these uh, cryptids did come out more towards the 80s, like the U.S.-based cryptids. They, uh, the legends came around more in the 80s, which is surprising, because you'd figure they'd come out, like, hundreds of years ago to have all this information on them. Yeah. And then you'll see some of them don't have a lot of information, which is okay. Yeah. But, uh, so we'll, we'll begin with a little story of how this one became around. Okay, so... Came like, around. Okay. Um, this is probably, like, one of the only ones I have a story on, just because... I mean, I have, I have a story on two of them. But the other ones are kind of just a lot of facts. Okay. But these, yeah. this is going to include a story. Like, so this, this is the origin story. This is the origin story okay. of the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Okay. Early morning, around 2 to 3 a.m. on June 29th, 1988, Christopher Davis, a 17-year-old, had a flat tire and he pulled over to the side of the road to change it. This just so happened to be near Scape or Swamp. He heard some rustling from somewhere out in the dark and it quickly turned into the sound of someone running towards him. He describes the creatures as seven foot tall, having green scaly skin, red glowing eyes, and three fingers on each hand. Davis hurried into his car and sped off. The creature jumped onto his car, supposedly leaving claw marks on the hood, sorry, on the roof of the car. He slammed on his brakes and caused the creature to roll off the top before he sped, sped off again. And then, that was um, a couple, like a, a while before the actual report was filed on this swamp creature, but that was, that was, that was the original story of the swamp creature. Okay, okay. But, um, it was like the first sighting. The first sighting. But this actually, the story came out two days after the report police got was filed. Okay. Even though it happened a month before it actually happened. Like the report was filed. So this happened in June. Um, sorry, two weeks before. A police report was filed on July 14th, 1988, regarding vandalism to a car in Bishopville, which is just outside, like, just outside of Skateboard Swamp in, okay. in Lee County. Um, this car had been attacked by some creature, leaving chewed pieces of the car, the antenna being bent in half, and supposed claw marks. There was also hair and muddy footprints. So this happened on July 14th, and then Christopher Davis came forward, saying, Oh, two weeks earlier, I was also attacked near Skateboard Swamp yeah. by a lizard man. And he described it perfectly like, oh, he's green and tall and three-fingered and red eyes. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit this immediately, but I don't know about you, but... If I'm getting attacked by some random creature, I don't think that I'm going to sit there and take mental note of how many fingers he has on his hand. You know? Yeah, that's 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 like too one of that's the, like like too much detail. That's one of the things that like discredited him. It was like it was dark and he was trying to run. Yeah, and he, there's no way he would have seen it. It was literally two or three in the morning in 1988 in like a backwoods. Yeah, there was no streetlights. Yeah, there was nothing showing off. He could have his headlights on. Sure, yeah. like didn't have his Apple iPhone's flashlight mode on. No, he did not. No. That, was, that was a couple years before Apple. Yeah, a couple. Just, just a couple. Little, I mean, Apple could have been there. iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when the computer company came around, but it's, anyway. Yeah, but like, what threw me off was the initial police report said there was hair and muddy footprints left behind. If it's a lizard band, it's not going to have hair. So this, this people that filed the police Maybe report... Was wearing a wig. That was like the, trying to disguise the himself. The lizard as man a, was wearing a wig. He was trying to disguise himself as human. He probably had a trench coat too. Oh my word! Oh, mystery solved. Mystery solved. Yep. All right. <laughs> These detectives obviously never watched Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah. Yeah. They would have gotten away if if oh, well, them, they would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for these two meddling 
kids and this podcast. Dude, I am just, words are hard. You're right. This yeah. podcast is just breaking ground on this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this lizard man was originated in 1980s. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll notice, uh, like, slasher films came out in the 80s. You have, like, the, the, the Friday the 13th. Yeah, Jason. Jason, you have Freddy Krueger, you have Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, like, all these horror movies started coming around, like, really popular horror movies. We're Everyone talking about all these horror movies. I'm about to have to drive back home by myself in the dark. Have fun with that. It's a okay. good thing you only live, like, three or four minutes away from here. Just drive through my woods and get there, like, and like, in half, like, half the time, because that road back there connects to your road that's in your house pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, so they came out near these horror movies, and people were just getting all these ideas in their heads about creatures and supernatural occurrences mm-hmm. and so that like it just starts spawning all these ideas of oh there could be a lizard man out there um, so it, it was just it's really coincidental in my in my opinion yeah no i definitely agree with that i i believe that if you're thinking about all this stuff like subconsciously your imagination is going to play off of these ideas yeah. you know what i mean like if yeah. you're thinking about all these you know horror films and monster movies and all that kind of stuff. I can't really think of any monster movies that came out in the 80s, although it was a very popular time for, you know, film to have movies like that. And um, if you're thinking about all this stuff and you've seen it, your friends have seen it, they've talked about it, even subconsciously, it allows your, you know, mind and imagination to play tricks on you. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Eyewitness accounts are some of the most misleading and inaccurate you know, accounts yeah. of an event. And like, like we covered previously in the Mandela effect about how our brain fills in the missing details, like with the, how we perceive things to happen. A lot of these events could not have happened just because of like this idea of like, oh, this had to have happened because my brain is missing these these parts. Yeah. But um, I, I knew it happened because your brain fills in those details with foggier memories. Sorry that clicked. That was a can. If you heard that click. Um, but yeah. More and more reports of vandalism from the so-called lizard man appeared throughout that summer, and then towards the winter they disappeared. Really? And they ca- they came back a little bit, but it was kind of weird how it was limited to only the summertime, which makes me think it may have school. makes me think that it could have been someone in school or it yeah. could have been to college kids playing pranks because why would it come back for the summer then disappear towards the fall and winter? Yeah, that's no. like that's when college starts. That's when school starts. Yeah, I mean, you didn't even tell me what you were thinking, and I was already starting to think like you know along the yeah, same lines. Yeah, exactly. And that was my first thought. Um, and in 2015, this is the most recent sighting of the lizard man. A woman supposedly got a photo and a video of the lizard man as she was leaving church. Now I could not find this exact photo and video due to the fact that there have been a lot of fake postings online about this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's out there somewhere. If you guys can find it, please send it to us. But I have no idea. Yeah. And we really do mean that. If you guys could send us any and all information you find, that would be lovely. Yeah, Instagram, again, is at Two Friends Conspiracy. if um, y'all are new to the show. If you're not new to the show and you didn't know, that's that's also our Instagram handle. Yeah. But uh, follow us there, and we get updates and information about the episodes and just everything in that like that. Okay, well, enough self-promotion. Yeah, um, but here's a picture <laughs> of the lizard man if you want to see he is a beast. Does he have horns? Uh, no, he does not. Those are eyes. I can't really zoom in. One second. Let me try to zoom in on this better. Oh, okay. I see, I see now. Yeah, he's got the... Um, kind of looks like a frog. Yeah, he does look like a frog. He's got, like, the three fingers, yeah. and he's tall and red-eyed and creepy and gross looking. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the lizard man. So yeah. That's the fun thing. I will say that, you know, I'm not trying to discredit this story or anything like that. Um, because at the end of the day, it's speculation at best, you know. Can I be um, honest with you about something? Yeah. I actually believe in like most cryptids. Do you? 
I do. Okay. Well, I, who, I, am, I, who like, am I to say these creatures don't exist? Maybe they're just like adapted really well to humans to hide. Yeah. They're smarter than other animals. Yeah. And we have deer season. Well, who's to say we wouldn't have lizard man season if those actually accurate like? Okay, that's fair. That's that's a great point. Yeah. Um, I, I I'm kind of like you in this way in this sense like, you know how you say that you believe that most conspiracy theories have at least a little bit of truth in it. Yes. That's that's how I am with cryptids. I I wholeheartedly believe that. Now, are the stories we're getting fed and the movies that we're seeing completely accurate? Absolutely. No, I actually have like one of the conspiracy one of the uh, cryptids. I'll tell you about how it looks and how the movies depict it. Yeah. And how it's different. But yeah, I, I don't believe that. Hollywoodification accurate, yeah. is a great thing to happen and a terrible thing to happen. <laughs> Things don't look as they are, and they get a terrible depiction. But uh, it's it's just it's how it works out. Sometimes. Yeah. So um. Like I said, you know, I, I do believe that these things do have some kind of, like, grain of truth in them somewhere. However, you know, who am I to say what's true and what's false? This is true. Yeah. What authority do we have, right? That is a terrifying picture. Oh, yeah. Don't even look at that. Okay, that's not, you're not there yet. I'm, I'm going to be freaking driving home thinking... I told you a couple of these are actually... It's creepy little kids singing and just if you hear child child children laughing in the darkness, just, yeah, just just run, just crash my car into the nearest tree. Might as well I, just nope, go for it. Not today, right. Satan children. Not today, demon children. Yeah. And with that, we are going to our next cryptids. Yes, the black-eyed children. Terrifying. Yeah, not, they, not they, to be confused with the black-eyed peas. The, no, no, the black-eyed <laughs> peas are also equally terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> But black-eyed children, they're, um, this is probably one of these, so we've got to talk about, like, a lot about conspiracies, but this is more towards paranormal cryptids. Yeah. It, it, they are terrifying, in my opinion. No, absolutely. Even even though they have no, they haven't really shown anything terrible happening. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a story towards the end of this uh, cryptid. Can I sleep here? Yeah. Okay. okay. I got an extra spot in my bed, or there's a bed yep. down the hall. There we go. There we go right there. Yep. Cuddle bodies. Yep, yep. Don't even have to leave the house. Too scared. That's right. (laughs) 22-year-old guy, too scared. (laughs) Two two 20-year-old men sleeping in a bed together. Mm, Mm. Twin size. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Extra cuddle time. That's right. My girlfriend's going to hate me. She accepts this. Yeah, that's okay. She knows her place. Does Emma accept this? Yeah, she does. She she knows her place, too. Yeah. You're not Summerlin and Emma. You know your place in a (laughs) second. Right next to this guy. My mom asked me, she goes, does Summerlin approve of this relationship with content? I was like, she has to. She has to. There's she has no choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but get back to the topic. Yeah. Um, black-eyed children, they are paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16. They typically have pale skin and black eyes, and they appear during the nighttime. They either hitchhike or beg, and they are, there are also reports of them coming to the doorsteps of other people's houses and asking to come inside. They have a breathless and monotone voice. Just so, like your so it'll be a factual like, reading voice. Yes, yeah, like my factual reading voice. <laughs> but you'll hear like this. You'll, you'll hear like, please don't do this, Mason. You're and, gonna scare and, me. And he'll be like, they'll be like, can, can we, we come, come in? in? Can we come inside? Our parents will be here soon. That's some creepy crap. Man. And the thing is, they can't come inside without you being there. And if you don't let them in, they'll get really agitated. Really? They'll get agitated because you let them in. I have a story about that. Oh, like, God. There's, there's been one story. I could find one story online about what happened when someone was let in. Like, when someone let them in, right? Yeah. So they took advantage of this old couple. It was really sad. Did they kill them? No. They're not. No. No. 
least not in the way you Nothing say. Nothing a 12 not, gauge won't fix. <laughs> <laughs> Pump action. Bow. <laughs> anyway. Bad demon children. Where's Doomslayer when you need him? Oh, God. <laughs> so, this legend of the black-eyed children came around from a tabloid written in 1998. See, also, like, towards the end of the slasher film era. Yeah. But, um, it was written by Brian Bethel. 98, who, that's kind of... Yeah, 98. Okay. Who claimed to have encountered two black-eyed children... While leaving, I'm sorry, while he was parked in the movie theater parking lot in 1996 in Abilene, Texas. I've heard this story. So he was, um... They asked him for a ride. They did. They, they, they said, hey, we, um... They knocked on his window of his car, and they said, hey, we came to watch a movie. We left our money at home. Can you give us a ride home to get our money? It won't take long. And when he said no, because he felt this sense of dread, they started getting frustrated and started knocking on his window more. You said there were two of them? There's two of them. Two young boys. Okay. Two young boys. And they can be male or female. Like, it doesn't have to matter. Like, well, two young boys. Two young boys. male. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> I'm just saying the black-eyed children aren't only, like, all boys. Okay. They could be girls, too. I gotcha. Yeah, but he claims that he also heard from someone in Portland, Oregon, who had a similar story to his, and their experiences with the black-eyed children were kind of similar, how they would ask them for rides or to come in their house. Mm-hmm. And when they refused, they got frustrated. So it really just like it's it's this very common thing like I guess I guess you say very common but there's not a lot of reports on this. You look up black-eyed children, you're not gonna find a lot of information on them. Yeah, it's really hard to find information. Like that's why my, my research is so small. I did spend a couple hours of research and it was hard to find some stuff. Um, but there's been there's been reports of black-eyed children being around since like the 1980s. So again, you think slasher films, horror yeah. movies popular time for people being wanting to be scared were those um you know blacked out uh contacts lenses like a thing at the time not entirely sure but i'm not entirely sure how six and eight year old children would get those that's okay that's fair or why they'd be walking around a parking lot in the movie theater by themselves okay that's fair so like it's just like or the stories of them going to people's houses like in the middle of nowhere knocking yeah. on the door saying my parents will okay be please don't do the voice again okay my parents will be <laughs> We're here to talk about your extended cards. Your <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. We've been trying to read. Our parents have been trying to read you about your parents and parents standing in the I got you. I got you. Hello. Do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Goodbye, demon child. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, All I'm saying is that if anything walks up to me with completely blacked out people, I'm, I am I'm running. drop kicking it in the face. Okay. I don't care about age. Or gender. It's like a three-year-old. The fist of the fist of justice. The fist of the fury the of God. <laughs> the fist of justice and the fury of God knows no gender or age. <laughs> Twenty-twenty, my man, man. Gender equality, all that stuff. I will drop kick a three-year-old child. I don't do right now. <laughs> right now. Especially if you're coming at me like that. <laughs> if you come at me with black eyes, man, you got something wrong. You deserve you. to die. You you're gonna get drop kicked into your next life or whatever you want. Oh, uh, that's a good one, but um. Yeah, but they've been reported since like the 1980s, and there, but there's been no hard evidence of this theory actually yeah. a real thing. So it, it's kind of like speculation and word of mouth, kind of like most of these cryptids. Yeah. Like I said, there's no evidence to prove them. Um, but black-eyed children became an internet phenomenon and became popular around 2013 when a two-minute video was released like talking about them. And then since then, I think there's been some TV shows featuring them, and it's like a, like a maybe a movie. Probably Supernatural. There's been, there's, Supernatural definitely has had it. I, yeah. I, I, I actually like that show. I think it's kind of funny. Well, I mean, it, it becomes a lot at one point. I haven't seen past like season two. So. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah, but the Black Eyed Children, I think there's been a movie. Most of these cryptids have had, like, some movie. Yeah. Either, 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 like, a higher quality or, like, the crappiest movie you could ever imagine made about it. Yeah. So, like, they've had definitely had a movie made about them. Um, but I'm Probably like, thumbed it with their, like, brother, older brother's DS or oh, something like that. The D- oh, 3DS. Yeah, the 3DS. 3DS, yeah, come on, yeah. you're right. Um, can I give you some information about the Black Eyed Children real quick? Yeah, is it, is it scary? Excuse me, I burped. That was rude. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You but didn't yeah. burp in my face. I appreciate yeah. it. I mean, this possibly could scare you, but, like, there's nothing to be scared about until the very end. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I, I might just close my ears. Close your ears, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, listen to this in the daylight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't listen to this at night, guys. That's why we're releasing it on Friday mornings now for the podcast, by the way. Because no one listened to the other one. That's not true. I just, like, I like to listen to it when I work. Yeah. So I don't go to work on Saturdays. So anyway... Um, when the black-eyed children are seen, an overwhelming sense of dread usually comes along with it. Their clothing... Oh my gosh, I can't speak. Their clothing is usually outdated. I'd say, like, early 1900s. Okay. Even if it's, like, 2000. So definitely demon children. Even if it's 2021, like, it's, like, early 1900s. They're wearing, like, those little weird weird clothing choices. Yeah, I, I don't we know. all know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you can picture it in your head if you, want to, if you want to figure it out. They have solid black eyes and a monotone voice. They insist on coming inside and will ask to enter your car or home. They become frustrated when you refuse to let them in, or if you refuse to answer them. They have to have permission to enter anywhere they go. So even if you open the door and you say, what do you want? And they tell you, but you don't give them permission to come inside, they it's can't. Like a vampire. It's like a vampire. Yeah, it's a pretty, 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 yeah. kind of like a vampire. But they have not been compared to vampires besides that one point. Like, really? Otherwise, people think of them more extraterrestrial as aliens. Hmm. But yeah, um... They're, I really want to know what happened to this old couple. Okay, I'm going to tell you that story right now, then. So my last bullet point is for in a minute, and I'll let you read it. I don't know if I'll let you read it. Um, <laughs> so this old couple, so, this, so these children came up to their house. Yeah. And I don't have this written down, so it's all from memory, so it's going to be kind of rough. And not okay. as monotone as you think, because you're like, oh, Mason, you're, you're, you're too monotone. Your fact-reading voice is too monotone, Mason. You had a good fact-reading voice earlier this episode, and then it just went back to the monotone. I'm sorry, should I incorporate more emotion? It's like John Lennon there. Oh, you that did. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, um, so this old couple, these two children came up to their house, and they're yeah. like, like, knock, knock, you know. They open the door, yeah, knock, knock on my door. Yeah, and this woman... Um, sound effects. It's definitely not me just knocking on the door behind me. Definitely my soundboard. Yeah. Hitting the random buttons over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she opened the door, and she saw these two children. Yeah. And she did not notice their eyes at first. She just was, they are like, they are like, Dumb the voice. Okay. Please don't. It makes it worse. All right. It's fine. So they're like, our parents are coming to get us. Can you let us inside? Yeah. And she was like, she was hesitant at first because it was really off. They lived off the road, pretty far off, actually. Yeah. So it's kind of like, and their driveway. Odd was, that anyone be Their there. driveway was pretty long. So, like, why would these you two walk, children yeah. walk all the way down here to get, to, like, their parents to come get them? And how'd they call? Mm-hmm. This is like earlier in the times when there's no cell phones like that. So, like, how did the children call the parents? Yeah. Anyway, the, the husband was reluctant to let him in, too, but they let him in eventually, and they sat down on the couch. And the husband eventually went into the kitchen. And he didn't come back out. Um, and, the, and the wife looked, looked towards the children, and she noticed they had solid black eyes. Mm-hmm. And then she went into the kitchen to talk to her husband, and the husband was like, oh, so you noticed their eyes, too. And, like, he was obviously terrified, covering his face, and he had a bloody nose. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the lights went out in their house. Oh, dude, this is scary. I'm no, no, scared. No, it's fine. The lights went out in their house. And the woman rushed back into the room where the children were. Sorry, that's my phone. Someone, someone's been on my phone. What was that? I was just a group chat for yeah. old RAs. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, the woman runs back in the room where the children are. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess check up on them or something. I don't remember what it was for. But she ch- runs in there and she finds out they're still sitting on the couch. Yeah. And they're like, they're here. We have to go now. Oh my god. And so she, so they, they walk out the door. She looks out her driveway, and she sees two tall, lanky men in black suits. Kind of like men in black, yeah. or like a Slenderman kind of thing. Not like Slenderman, but I would say Slenderman. But she said they had like less facial features, so yeah. most likely men in black. So men in black, yeah. Most men in black. And then they were visited by the men in black again, roughly like a week after the children left with the men in black. And then, so her husband kept getting these nosebleeds, right, after that time period. And so they went to the doctor. The husband, all of a sudden, had an aggressive form of skin cancer that ultimately killed him. But he didn't have that before the children came. And then after they, after the men in black picked their kids up and left, I said their kids. Like it was like, oh, like a sweet little family, sweet little family of two men in black and two demon children. Lovely. Yeah. But after the they left, they had four cats. By the way, forgot to mention that three of the cats went missing, and then they found one dead in a pool of its own blood. So it's like all these strange occurrences kept happening. And it was just really bad because they let him inside. They gave him permission to come inside. And all yeah. Time. So, obviously. So, remember, guys. Oh, gosh. I was about to say a bad word. Screw them kids. Don't let them into your house. <laughs> you know what I was about to say, too. Yeah, I do. So, like. Are I, we allowed to cuss? You can if you want that. I'm, I'm probably going to keep that. All right. <laughs> them kids. Oh, you son of a gun. I got to go back and beat that Beep out. Beep it out. Ah, ha, ha. Anyway, well, hey, man, we made it four episodes without me saying a single bad word, so I think we're doing pretty good. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, it's fair. Uh, Jamarcus is like twisting his cross, but it's all right, though. Yeah. Um, Your voice isn't picking up. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. It, 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 it barely <laughs> moved. That's me. Is it See, you? Yeah, that's me. No, it's me. Okay. Okay. Us. Anyway, um, here's a fun fact I want to tell you about these black eyes. They are more likely to approach people who are aware of their existence. Oh, well, screw me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now all of you are done for. Uh, and that's the creatures, That's the yeah. theories I have on these creatures. So if you're listening to this podcast... If you have, see them, if don't see a tell black us. Children, we actually don't care about that. We don't want to know. But also, don't uh, let them inside your car house. I don't care how empathetic you are. Uh, uh, if, if feel you free have, to blast them with a 12-gauge and let me know <laughs> how that goes. If you have feelings for children with black eyes, you should just leave them outside and call the cops. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Um, but or take it, matters in your own hands with a 12 gate. I'm very, I'm very. But here's the picture. Oh, gosh. This is obviously just a picture of someone where they colored their eyes in black. But yeah, it's still it's creepy. So scary. It's still really creepy. It's like one of those old houses. Throw it away. Okay. Please. I like, I'm I love, very sensitive to this kind of scary stuff. I love the next one. I love the next time. Is it scary? It's a Wendigo. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like Wendigo. I, love the well, I don't like them. Uh, but <laughs> I love how they're murdering and destructive yes. animals and creatures. And cannibals. Yeah, they're cannibals. Yeah. So that's the black eyed children. Um one second. Yeah, sorry about the weird cut there, guys. I potty break. Um so <laughs> Yeah, but that's the uh, the black eyed children. Yeah. <laughs> did you have anything else you want to say about black eyed children? Other than you, the fact that you just walking move? down that hall was extremely terrifying because <laughs> it was completely dark. No, I don't. Did you hear any knocking? Did you knock? No, I didn't knock. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> okay. Freaking me out over here. <laughs> so... For no reason. Just to be a jack. Uh, a jackpot. Uh, yeah, okay. That's um, another bleep. <laughs> <laughs> I picked that one out. Um, so the next one is a Wendigo. I'm sure you've heard all about this. 
Did you play the uh, the, the video game Four Dawn? Dude, I love that. Dude, you know that's actually the accurate depiction of what a Wendigo looks like? Yep. You know, like Hollywood, who put the, the deer skull the and deer the antlers skull, yeah. and all the animalistic traits? That's not a true Wendigo. Yeah. I'm sure Wendigo is just a really skinny and, like, like malnourished looking person with sunken in eyes and yeah, messed up elongated teeth. Elongated limbs. Yeah, it's it's really weird how, like, Hollywood changed the description. Anyway, before we get into that, which I just got into, I guess, I'll go ahead and talk about what a Wendigo is. So the Wendigo is supposed to live in, like, Minnesota or, like, central Canada like, or around the Great Lakes, where it's freezing cold and really foresty wooded. and snowy and really wooded, like you said, yeah. And the name translates uh, in the, the Native, like, American and the Native tribes in Canada, their tongue, to the evil spirit that devours mankind. Yummy. So it, it's basically, like, yeah, cannibal. Yeah. But, like, they wanted to say it in, like, the fancy way, the evil spirit that just devours mankind. Instead yeah. Like, he eats people, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so um, Wendigos are associated with cannibalism, if you haven't figured that out, murder, and insatiable greed. Yeah. They are known to cause the fe- these feelings in people when they're around. So, like, even if you're not a Wendigo, if a Wendigo is around, around, you might feel the need to, like, take a bite of your friend's arm or want their food and their money or want to murder them for no apparent reason at all. I promise you that I would never want to do any of those things to you, Mason. What if a Wendigo is around? I, I'm strong. I you, can fight it. You have strong willpower? I have strong willpower. I'm proud of you. I promise not to take a chunk out of your arm. I'm very appreciative of that. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Yeah, okay. I'd expect the same from you. I would do the same. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And then I stab you and put you on the ground and make the window eat you while I run away. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> <laughs> so your robot needs to give out. They never give out. That's why I got them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> Anyway, the Wendigo. Inside joke, sorry. Yeah, the Wendigo lures its victims by mimicking the voice of someone in trouble by screaming or calling for help. Sometimes it's someone's voice you actually know. Yeah. So say I'm in the woods, and I like hear you, Mason, help! I'm yeah. really far away. Mason, help! But then you're behind me in the tent, going, "What was that?" I'd yeah. be like, oh, "We need to go. We need to leave." Yeah, but Carson, get the gun. By, probably by the Carson, get the gun. Twelve gauge. Shoot me. <laughs> get this. Get the gun, not for defense. <laughs> Kill me now. I mean, honestly, it might be better than living through whatever that would be. Dude, but like, seriously, I read somewhere online that Wendigos, they don't only, like, they like mimic. Play. They, they, like play with their, yeah. they play with their victims, and they, they also... They like to drag and keep them alive. They also, like, stalk you. Mm-hmm. So they know what you sound like, so they know your actions, and they can try to mimic you in the best way possible. Yeah. So, like, it's it's like... They really they, scary. They watch. Yeah. This is like one more terrifying thing. Like you want to go camping. Okay, good luck. Have yeah. fun. Go camp up in Minnesota. Try it now. Okay. <laughs> this this creepy creature is out there looking Minnesota. for Minnesota. Oh yeah. By the way, any pictures I show Carson will be on the Instagram. Not because that I'm looking at them. Carson because... has looked at them, but he's already scared. Yeah. So already scared. <laughs> but that's that. Um. But yeah, many Native American tribes have described the Wendigo as giants that are much larger than humans. They are said to be malevolent cannibalistic beings that live in the cold north environment. Yeah. So they're not going to be depicted as Hollywood depicts them, which I have right about... Well, darn, I used to have it on there. Maybe I maybe I do down below. Yeah, okay, so... Um, depictions of the Wendigo. So the Wendigo has glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, terrible claws, and extremely long tongues. They are extremely stealthy, and they are very skilled hunters. Now, this is like a native lore kind of thing, so this is what Nate, like the native lore says about what Wendigos look like. Yeah. But they also have different depictions of the Wendigos are said to have skeletal figures 
with skin pulled t- tight against mm-hmm. their bones. Um, they are ash-gray complexion, and their eyes are sunken deep in the sockets. They're said to have no lips, and they smell of death and decay. So that's what, like, the Wendigo, you look at, like, um, Before Dawn. Yeah, and fantastic game, by the way, guys. Great game. If you should play. If, if, you, if, you have a if you're into that thing. Yeah. Into but, that. But, like, it, it, they're, they're skinny, and they're creepy, and they're tall, fast. and they're fast. fast. Very fast. Um, but if you want to look, like, at a Hollywood depiction... The Hollywood depiction says that Wendigos are human-animal hybrids, and they are that are not found in like in the indigenous stories. Uh, they're, they're, those are Hollywoodifications, or the, the, for the creature, they make it to be scarier and kind of like a, a more paranormal and supernatural kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So how Wendigos come around though? The Wendigo, Wendigo is created when a human resorts to cannibalism. This often occurred in the north. Yeah, uh, because cut off supply lines and. Running out of food, nothing to hunt, nothing you can catch fishing-wise. And this happened between the natives and settlers. So yeah. it wasn't just specifically a certain type of people. People that were experienced in this field, like the natives who lived there long before, yeah. if they got isolated, they would often resort to cannibalism, and this would cause them to become a so-called um, wendigo yeah. in, in their eyes, which is actually um, a psychological thing, too. Yeah. Uh, wendigo psychosis is what it's called, which I'll cover in a second. Um but, yeah, so they live they, basically in the north. They, they also gave this name to the modern psychological term, the Wendigo psychosis. This is when the consumption of human flesh causes cannibalistic person to crave more human flesh. Or it's also given to people who, uh, sorry, people around the Great Lakes who are terrified of wanting, who are terrified of becoming a cannibal or becoming a Wendigo, and they'll often look at their neighbor and start craving human flesh even though they're not, like, haven't eaten it or they're not Wendigos or anything like that. It's just like... So it's just like the thought it's, of... It's willpower. You know, like, you like it's like a placebo kind of thing. Like, oh, I took an Advil five minutes ago. My headache's gone. Yeah. I live around the Great Lakes. I could become a Wendigo. Yeah. Your arm's looking pretty tasty. Yeah. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Chill, Mason. No. Chill. <laughs> Don't eat my arm. No. Nah. It's not Carl. <laughs> Can't just kill people. <laughs> Awesome. Oh, I love one of those hats. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's basically what they are. Um, I've described what they are and how they're created. Uh, the Wendigo has been around for centuries. This is one of the older, older um, yeah. uh, like, cryptids. Uh, cryptids we're talking about due to the fact that we came around in like Native American culture and like told by them based on people in the, getting lost and isolated in the snow and yeah. ice and freezing cold. So it's just... So what actually... I understand that, you know, becoming a cannibal and stuff like that is what causes the transformation, but, or, or is that like, cat? I guess the catalyst for the, tra- uh, the transformation, but what actually causes it? Is it evil spirits or demons or? Um, they say it's someone who, who like, who does something truly horrible. Right. Like but, killing someone and eating them is probably like one okay, of the but, worst things I mean, you can that, do. I mean, that happens all the time. Well, yeah. not, not killing people and eating them, but cannibalism has surely happened before, and people haven't turned into wendigos, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what, what makes, like, these types of people, I guess, special? I don't know. I, I, think really? it, I think it depends, like, if they're isolated in the north and they resort to cannibalism. And it could come from the fact that when you do consume human flesh, you're more likely to consume it again, because you get this, you, like, you get a craving for it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe someone... Had, had to resort to doing that, resort to cannibalism to survive in the winter. And then someone came along in the spring or the summer, 
and they're still eating human flesh, and they start acting yeah. crazy. Because eating human flesh does make a person yeah, go crazy. Yeah, it does. And so maybe they went crazy, and they started eating human flesh, and they were they were malnourished. Maybe they just looked at someone, oh, this guy is really skinny, he's trying to eat me, no. and he's being really creepy about it, you know? Like, maybe they saw that. Like, he's like... <laughs> There's a way to ask if you can eat my arm, and that is not the way, sir. You were being so weird about it. <laughs> I am not appreciative of it. Yeah, because that's that's not weird in itself. No, but like it, it's really like that. I think yeah. it's, I think it's more towards the fact that someone saw someone who had to resort to cannibalism, and they were malnourished and crazy, like yeah, gone like mentally insane. So and the story just kind of stemmed from that. I'm sure it did. Some Native American tribe was like, "Yeah, dude, Billy Bob up there ate someone." He's you mean he who runs with eagles and fly through fire and flame? That's Billy Bob. Yeah, yeah. And he he ate someone last week uh, in in the north by, by himself. Now he's trying to kill everyone, eat everyone. Yeah. He's gotten skinny as crap. What's going on with him? He's got like Crohn's disease or something. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's that's that. I, so I don't really know like what causes one to go from native culture. That's that's what I've heard. Yeah. No, I I do like this one a lot. Um, I think they're fascinating creatures and they have a lot of fascinating lore behind it. That that picture is also uniquely. Um, terrifying i'm not sleeping tonight <laughs> it is you it's a skinny dude sitting on a tree with bloody hands a bloody mouth with no lips and, and he looks like he's screaming he is screaming he's, he's yelling mason help me no i'm out in the woods you know mm-hmm. and i'm taking my my shotgun and being like i'm coming to help <laughs> but i'm in the tent next to you on my on my ds on your ds on my nintendo ds like what are you playing i, I don't know i actually truth be told i had a game boy i do aaron had yes i never had any of them really yeah, I was. I was. Well, you were obviously not the favorite child. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one to go. Do you have any other questions or anything? No. Um, I just I really appreciate you including this one. I I really like it. A well, lot. I love the one to go. It's, yeah. it's really interesting. I actually almost I didn't include it because I thought it was gonna be too big for this episode. Really? I thought it was gonna be too like too well known, but I thought it was a good addition because yeah. the next couple I have are kind of small. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You ready to jump into this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna talk about the Ba Yaga. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of this Baba Yaga name from uh, if you've watched isn't John a, Wick. Isn't that a god? Baba Yaga? Yeah. No. Uh-oh. No, but if you've watched John Wick, he's called the Baba Yaga. The boogeyman. That's not what the Baba Yaga is at all. Yeah. It's not but a boogeyman. He's a man of sheer dedication and will. That's not. No, Baba Yaga. Actually, that's what Wikipedia actually said that, yeah. Really? Like, Baba Yaga is John. No. No, he didn't say that okay. <laughs> He is Kayana. Or if, you, if you've watched Ant-Man. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if so That'd be pretty cool, but he's not gonna. No. But uh, if you listen, if you watch Ant Man, the guy also yells, "Ah, Baba Yaga!" Yeah. To the guy, uh, to Ghost, the, uh, the woman that yeah. plays the Ghost figure. I don't know. I think her, is her name Ghost? I, I know who you're talking. I don't know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. He's like, "Ah, yeah, Baba Yaga." It's not. It's not what Baba Yaga is either. Uh, I guess it's more like like more likely to be Baba Yaga the way he said it. Baba Yaga is Eastern European and like a Russian. Yeah. Uh, word for witch woman, old witch woman. Okay. So this is a lesser known. I mean, I guess it's kind of known, but it's lesser known, less information. At least in the states. Do you see this? How much? Have, I have barely any information. On this yeah. Just because it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's lesser known here because it's it's it must be a witch. Yeah. I like to picture the witch from Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. If you want to picture that, it's it's a, it makes it a little less terrifying. A little less terrifying. Wow. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. But it's a creature from Eastern European folklore. Uh. It's just. Babiaga is a supernatural being, or sometimes it's made up of a trio of sisters. Okay. It's not just one. It's like a coven. It's like a coven, yeah, kind of like that. Um, it, they are usually deformed old women, 
they live in a hut that stands on chicken legs, which is weird to me, but it's, it's a hut on chicken legs. Okay. So just imagine my legs, because I have chicken legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a hut on chicken legs, and it's... Sorry. She, uh, and usually it can be uh, or surrounded by forests, and they have glowing skulls around them sometimes. It's kind of a weird depiction, but that's how it is. The Baba Yaga either helps the people that come to her, or she tries to devour them. Cannibalistic style, straight up. 50-50. 50-50 chance. She's either like... Oh, yes, here, I shall guide you to someplace. Or, give me your bones! Yeah. Yeah. One of those two. She, you, you, don't you must be pretty desperate to go to her. You don't got a choice, man. There's actually a Cinderella story very similar to the Baba Yaga. Hmm. It's kind of weird. Like, she, like, this woman, she's living with her stepsisters and her stepmother, and she goes to the Baba Yaga, and the Baba Yaga makes her do these chores for her, like, sift to uh, pick out grains of rice from a corn basket or something. And then the Baba Yaga gives her a, a lantern or a skull that's got a flame inside. And she throws it and burns the house down and kills the stepmother and the stepsisters. And oh my gosh. She's free of her the tyranny. Yeah, so it's kind of like a genie, like, be careful what you wish it's, for. It's like a really corrupt fairy godmother that wants to be you sometimes. So, honestly, the, you know what this kind of sounds like to me a little bit? What's that? Hansel and Gretel. You know, that's, I guess so, but that woman never wanted to help anyone. She just wanted to eat little children. Well, yeah, it was a but, candy house and not like a not a hut on chicken legs. Yeah, I know, but you know, I, I'm just saying the, the, yeah. the, the it's a kind of a, a witch in the story. woods. Yeah, a witch in the woods who the kids go to for help or candy, you know. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and instead of you know helping them or giving them candy, she tries to eat them. Yeah, so it's pretty similar. Yeah, um, I, I mean that's just. I'm just kind of connecting dots. I'm not saying that that's the, but no, it's, 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 that's the person's pretty good actually. Yeah. I can imagine that the original Hansel and Gretel story is actually more of a Baba Yaga instead yeah. of a woman in a candy castle or candy yeah. house. I'm sure it is. But yeah. I mean, it, it's it, it kind been, of makes sense. It's definitely been Americanized for us. Yeah, for sure. Because you read, read the original Grim Fairy Tales, they're always a lot scarier than what yeah. We say. Well, we yeah. So like, it's it's weird. Like Cinderella, they cut off the heels of their feet to get into the shoes the stepsisters do. And it's just yeah. like they turn their toes off and like that's creepy. And the prince doesn't notice that until like he sees the blood. Yeah. Which is weird. He put the shoe on, he should have seen it. Not yeah. my not my thing to whatever. Um, maybe he wasn't in defeat. Maybe not. Maybe not. You're right. The Baba Yaga is usually found leaning over her stove, which can range from side to side of the hut. And she has a repulsive nose. Like a really bad nose. She needs a nose job nose job like really bad. Maybe she should go help from the Baba Yaga. For her nose. The Baba Yaga goes to the Baba Yaga? For her nose. Oh my god, what if the Baba Yaga eats a Baba Yaga, but that Baba Yaga tries to eat the other Baba Yaga? What if they eat each other into... What if they both eat each other into non-existence? Or what if one of what them kind of eats paradox the other happens? and what she they, becomes twice as strong of a Baba what, Yaga? What if they both eat each other at the same time, becomes a paradox, and like rips a, a hole in space-time, and it creates like a black hole and like a tear in reality? Yeah. That's probably how the Mandela effect occurred. Baba Yagas. Yep. Baba Yagas yeah. created the Mandela effect. Probably. Obviously. Um, but Baba in languages, which I'm not going to cover. Because it's <laughs> in literally, languages. Literally any... Which ones? <laughs> any Eastern European language or Russian. Okay. So like you think of like Polish and Slavic and Czech. Yeah. Like all these different languages are over there. And Baba means like midwife or sorceress. And in other languages, it can mean old woman, not Yaga. They, they haven't actually found, like, definitive proof on, like, what that means in the languages. Maybe it's just because of rhymes. They're just, Baba Yaga, that works, yeah. They're just kind of, like, trying to guess. They're speculating that it could mean snake. 
Kind of like, so I'm thinking like Trickster. Yeah. Like snakes. I'm thinking like Loki's though. Yeah. Like you think of snakes. Like a snake. is someone who's just behind your back. Yeah, for sure. So like I'm thinking like Trickster kind of thing. Um, and so it translate, r- translates roughly to like evil woman in Polish or wicked wood nymph in Czech. Okay. So like it basically was like, oh, it's an evil witch woman. Yeah. But like she does good sometimes. She'll help you out sometimes. There may be a catch to the thing, like a genius. Yeah. Side. Like there's always a play on something. Yeah, which is kind of like a be careful what you wish for. Yeah, there's a, there's a catch to it, but like she still can help you, or she wants to eat your guts. Yeah. So that's the thing. Um, but yeah, she has cannibalistic tendencies. She prefers children over anything else when she wants that's to eat. It really people. sounds like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, but she can also be a wise sorceress that helps people who come to her, and she helps them find their way. Uh, the Baba Yaga is famous among countries like Russia, Ukraine, Poland, and Belarus. Okay. So like it's it's like I said, Eastern European and Russia. Yeah. Really popular there. You even hear Baba Yaga, you think like that sounds pretty Russian to me. Yeah. Basically, it's the same John Wick. Just because I've seen John Wick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. But that's the Baba Yaga, and here's a nice little picture of a Baba Yaga still. Okay, she's just, not scary. She's old witch almost stealing a baby. Yeah. She's gonna eat the baby later. Or maybe she's helping the baby. I doubt it. Babies can't talk. Maybe it had abusive parents. Okay, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe she's gonna eat the parents. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to be an optimist here. Stop that. There's no room for that. There's here. no room for that in this world. No, no there is not. Um, that's Baba Yaga. Do you have anything else you want to say about this, or would you like to move on? No, I do like that you saved the um, kind of milder ones for last, though, because I'm not as scared as I was before. Oh, dude, I still have, like, the sixth one if we have time to get to it. Okay. It's the... Oh, shoot. Yeah. It doesn't look like we're going to have the time. Oh, no. The Mothman is next. Oh, I love this one. You know, there's, like barely any information on this oh, guy yeah. because he appeared for like three years and then disappeared off the face of the yep. earth. It's so weird. Um, so the Mothman is a creature that's found in like West Virginia. It was it's first in Ohio. It's West Virginia. It was first spotted in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, I guess it could be around the area because West Virginia is really close to Ohio. Yeah. So I guess it could travel to, he could like meander his way over to Ohio and like, oh, I actually still cross state lines and like pop back yeah. over to West Virginia. Making a little old guest appearance in a different state. Listen, man, West Virginia's got, like, they're not that old. Oh, there goes all of our West Virginia listeners. I can say that. Listeners. I can say that. All right. Okay. In West Virginia. We can talk crap about the state we live in. All right. It's okay. Um, but, yeah, so it was first spotted in Point Pleasant around the time of the late 1966. Mothman was first spotted by some grape beaters. They were doing their jobs, obviously, and they looked up at the tree. And there was something sitting above the ministry. It looked like a very tall man. And wait, wait, let me see that. Yeah, he was sitting on a tree, and it looked like a very tall man. A few days later, the Mothman chased a couple while they were driving down the down a road on the edge of town. They noticed that he was large and had a wingspan, mm-hmm. and it basically they were trying to run from it, and it, it wasn't working. Like obviously, like oh, a guy's catching up, but they didn't harm them at all. That's the good thing. They didn't harm them. Um, so you look at it, the sightings of the Mothman came to an abrupt halt after a bridge collapsed in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah. So Was um, anyone killed in that? 46 people were killed. Okay, so I'm either thinking that the guy dressing up as Mothman running around was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good point. Like, yeah. How was he flying in 1966? Zipline. Duh. Obviously, someone would go through that much trouble. Yeah. Like, this is a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. Obviously. But they, uh, You've been... obviously never watched Scooby-Doo, <laughs> otherwise you would have thought Zipline, too. You're right, you're right. Uh, for some conspiracy theories reasons, there have been rumors that the Mothman lived in an abandoned nuclear reactor plant on the edge of town. 
Okay. So, like, they thought, oh, and here's a government experiment that the government let loose. Just and, to kind of see how it would react. Just, or they didn't, they didn't actually, they actually lost him. They, like, oh, they, yeah. they didn't catch him. They didn't Why didn't they just light the giant lamp? That's a really good question. God, man, I swear, <laughs> I have these fantastic ideas, and no one just ever gets some credit for them. Yeah, dude, we, we just, giant lamp. We're going to put it on my wall. I'm going to yeah. make one for the Mothman. For the Mothman. We'll go to West Virginia, all right? For the Mothman. We'll go to West Virginia for the Mothman. Freaking idiots. Did they, even, did they even try to use a giant lamp to lure him out? No, because you didn't want to know why. Why? Because after that giant bridge collapse that killed 46 people, he disappeared. There's been very few sightings since then, 1966 and 67. Really? Since then, there's been very few sightings of the Mothman. I wonder why that is. What do you, but what do you the, the I'll tell you oh, what the correlation me. is in a second. But since then, the Mothman has been a famed thing for that part of West Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, they actually have a festival that is annual now. They started in 2002 to honor the Mothman. In 2003, they put up a 12-foot-tall metallic statue of Mothman. Okay. And in 2005, they opened a museum to him. For Mothman? For Mothman. Fact, this little town's trying to it's not it. even proven to exist. And they're like, he's ours. He's ours. We have him. No doubt. Um, the sheriff of Mason County says that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron named the Shitpoke. Do you have to bleep that out one out? No, I don't, because it's spelled Shitepoke. Uh, but I know this is English, and we say things mean-sounding, so... Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Um, and a wildlife biologist, Robert L. Smith of West Virginia University, told reporters that the description matched, this, matched the Sand Hill Crane, which is as tall as a man, has a seven-foot-wide wingspan. Now, I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but the Mothman was roughly, apparently, like seven, eight-foot tall, like a tall man, yeah. red glowing eyes, and a ten-foot wingspan. So basically, a giant crane. Yeah. It could have been what people thought. Was I mean, if it's night. He said. He yeah. said. He said it could have flown. Like it could have lost. Like got itself lost during migration, and it just got into the wrong area, and that's how it got into West Virginia. Yeah. But he said that's like probably what happened because he said it matched the matched the look of it. Is so, that a picture of the Mothman? That is a picture of the Mothman flying. That does kind of look like a crane. It looks like Birdman. Yeah, like it, bird. it looks like Michael Keaton like, from yeah. Birdman. Yeah. No, I agree. It does. Um. But yeah. Some people believe that the Mothman is a precursor to something bad going to happen, basically uh, stating that it's a bad omen. This is linked to the disappearing after the bridge collapsed. He did not actually attack anyone while it was in West Virginia. It just followed some people, scared some grave diggers. But as soon as that bridge collapsed, it was gone. So like maybe it was a bad omen. Mm. Maybe it was there to like show, hey, you're about to lose a lot of people in a bridge collapse. But it was just a bad omen. Kind of like you look around like, oh, like a crow or a raven is a bad omen. Omen of death. Yeah. And then like, yeah. Animals are just omens. Yeah. That, that represent bad things, so maybe that's what it was. So, mm, huge Mothman. Yeah, a huge Mothman. Yep. It's West Virginia. What do you expect? It's yep. the uh, Florida of the middle of the east. Middle of middle of the east? Yeah, because it's east. It's not like middle of the west, but it's like it's like Florida, then you have some base like Georgia, yeah. South Carolina, North Carolina, yeah, West Virginia. Okay. And I can't say that I've ever had that kind of experience in West Virginia, but how often have you been to West Virginia? couple of times not, not too often been one of me i've been once okay so uh i had some great great hot dogs in this place called i'm gonna Frost be honest Top. with you though um most of the time it's just been driving through oh i have family that i went to visit i went to visit my great grandmother when she was still alive back when i was like in third grade or something like that oh long time that's sad i'm sorry a long time ago. i had some great hot dogs okay it was a great place called frost top they had a great homemade root beer okay delicious um <clears throat> yes that's mothman you guys Wait, will see did you say root beer 
I did say root beer. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, root beer. It's kind of a tradition for me at this point to have yeah. a root beer before. Um, He's gonna like heck go through. We're just gonna. I'm gonna go buy. Do you like what? What's your favorite thing on root beer? A and W. I'm gonna go buy a bunch and I'll keep them here for you. I appreciate it. And when I go to back to college, I'll take them to college with me and I'll either bring them with me or I'll let you come to me, whichever Sounds one Sounds good to me. All right. Would you like to go to the next one? Do we have time to go to the next one, do you think? Um, yes, we do. Um, we can be pretty quick about I, it if you want. Well, truth be told, I'd rather save this one for mine. You want to say that this one was, This was mine. Do you, do you want my information for it? Um, yeah. We'll do that later. Okay, sounds good. Well, guys, um, so teaser, <laughs> sorry. Edit that out. Uh, no, it's that all right. Part. What? About what we're trying to figure out what to do. I'm not going to edit that out. Eh. It's fine. Whatever. You guys have to, the three of you who listens to this have to deal with it. Listen, we're, we're just some 22 year old kids. I don't know what we're doing now. Um, but yeah, so that is the five different cryptids for this first part of cryptids mm-hmm. um the second part will come out next week that's uh friday morning i'm trying to do it on fridays now because just so people can listen on their work week or listen over the weekend and i don't like to post things at midnight on friday nights because i'm tired yeah and that's I, fair and i want to do things myself but so that's that's all we have for this uh this episode if carson wants to add anything you yeah um you know like mason said thank you guys so much for listening i apologize for any and all um you know, fumblings of the word, of the words that <laughs> may or may not have occurred during this episode. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. You're adding, it's, extra, it's, adding, it's, a, it's adding a, a little bit extra work yeah, for me at 11.15 yeah. tonight. It's all right, though. No, no harm. No harm done. But, uh, yeah, this would be posted in 45 minutes, by the way, guys. <laughs> I'll um, stay here with you. You don't have to, man. You're tired. You can go to bed. I literally, look, I have this entire thing set up already. All right. Oh, my God, I did. Uh, That's it, awesome. it closed out. That's so sad. I had the entire like la- label listed out for the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all right. All, all right. right. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thank and... you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at, at Two Friends Conspiracy. Um, we do a Twitter, but I'm not gonna post on there, so I'm gonna delete it. So okay. Don't don't follow that because I'm the only follower right now. It's kind of lame. I feel kind of bad about myself. But uh, <laughs> just follow our Twitter at Two Friends Conspiracy, uh, and we'll keep you updated on what's going to come out, when it's going to come out, if there's any changes yep. in schedule. Um, but yeah, so look forward to us on Friday mornings from now on. Yep. And it will be uploaded then. All right, yes. Take it easy. And as always, have a have great 24 hours. Yes, yeah, I, I, I thought we were going to do like a combined thing. Are we doing that now? Yeah. All right. Have, have a, a great, great 24, 24 hours. hours. I hated that. That was so stupid. Have a great 24 hours, guys.